0: Relive the classic days of the Old West with the best in old-time radio westerns. From gunslinging cowboys to heroic sheriffs, these radio dramas will transport you back to a time of adventure and mystery. Enjoy a vast selection of stories and episodes that will keep you entertained for hours. Make sure to check out our show notes for more information about these episodes. So join us and experience the best in cowboy classic old-time radio westerns. This part of the podcast is sponsored by Understanding the Bible Made Easy. Are you looking to better understand the Bible? Then look no further than Understanding the Bible Made Easy. This book is a perfect companion for anyone looking to explore the Bible in a comprehensive and easy-to-understand way. With clear explanations, helpful tips, this book will help you gain a deeper understanding of the Bible so you can start applying its teachings to your life right away. Get your copy of Understanding the Bible Made Easy from Amazon or check out the link at the top of our show notes.
1: Dillon, would you mind if we stopped at the long bank here for a minute? That's pretty early in the day, isn't it, Chester? Oh, I don't want no drink. Uh, Uh Bar keeps holding some money for me. I won a little last night, and I didn't want to put it back into the game. But you want to get it now so you can put it back tonight, is that (laughs) it? Yes, sir, I'm afraid it (laughs) is. Okay. Uh, Sam? Come for your money, Chester? Hello there, Marshal Dillon. How are you, Sam? Well, there you are, Chester. Thank you, Sam. Here, you buy yourself a drink. Ooh, I sure will. See you night, Chester. Sure. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, I heard the bartender call you Marshal Dillon. Yeah, that's right. I got something to tell you, Marshal. Well, so, go ahead. It's important. <sighs> okay. You're going to die, Marshal. Who are you, mister? Wilbur Hawkins. I'm a whiskey drummer. First time I've been to Dodge, though. I worked around St. Louis till they sent me out here. I liked it better in St. Louis. Lots of important people there. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You're going to die, Marshal. I heard them saying so. You heard who saying so? I don't know their names. It was dark, and they weren't there very long. I didn't dare say anything, or they'd have known I was listening. Then, of course, I never heard of you. Till just now, that is. You ain't a making much sense, mister. Oh, it makes sense, all right. You see, I rode the train out here from St. Louis, and one night I was all wrapped up trying to sleep, and these two men came by and stood there in the aisle. And one gave the other $300. He said it was to kill Marshal Dillon. But he didn't say where, so, of course, I, I didn't know till just now. Is that all you know about it? That's all, Marshal. I've done my duty now. I'll be going. Goodbye. Now, forevermore. What do you make of that, Mr. I don't know, Chester. He acts a crazy-like. I don't know whether to believe him or not. No. But I suppose we'll find out soon enough. Prisoner's sound asleep already, and it ain't only just got dark out. Well, he's got nothing else to do till Tom Smith gets her. Well, is that who you're holding him for? Well, I thought I told you that, Chester. Well, but Tom Smith's sheriff of Tesco's ain't. He? Yeah. Why? Well, I thought this fellow was wanted in Albany. No, Chester. They never heard of him in Abilene. That's why I wired Tom. Well, I'm going out back for a minute, Chester. I think I left my new bridle on the hitching rail out there. Well, I better get this place swept up a little bit. Mr. It's a good idea. Mister Miller, stay there, Chester. Stay where you are.
2: Mister you've been shot
1: just trying to play possum, Chester. I wanted to get him to come up where I could see him. Oh. Well, he's gone now. You scared him away. Ran down the alley there. Oh, he'll be lost in the crowd by now. Well, it doesn't sorry. matter. Doesn't matter. Probably thinks I'm dead, so I'll just go on playing possum. How do you mean? Let's go on up to Doc's office. I'll tell you there. Oh. Yeah. Civil War buffs or not, but the United States Post Office put out a series of mighty interesting postage stamps when the centennial of that big shoot rolled around a few years back. I'll show it to you. Sure. Show... Uh, now, like this one in my album here, issued May fifth, nineteen sixty-four. Recall in a fracas they fought near Fredericksburg, Virginia, is called the. The Battle of the Wilderness. Now, now that was a real rough one, all right, because that's where General U.S. Grant and 115,000 Union troops ran head on into General Robert E. Lee and 75,000 Confederates. Oh, you, could, you couldn't hardly see one another for the thick trees and the brush all around, and the cavalry and the artillery wasn't much good to either side. But they kept at it for two days in that wilderness with a lot of good men down before it was over. But that, that was the start of Grant's drive on the Confederate capital at Richmond, Virginia, which ended the war about a year later. It was a bitter and bloody war all the way, but it made us one country again, and that is what really counts. <laughs> What did you say that whiskey drummer's name is, Matt? Wilbur Hawkins, Doc, but you never heard of him. This is his first time in Dodge. You know, Doc, he kindly acts like maybe he got hit by lightning some worse. Even when he's standing still, he gives you the feeling he's sort of walking sideways. Kindly ooches along like a crab, if you know what I mean. No, I don't, but I'd sure think twice before asking you to explain, Chester. What is it that you have in mind to do now, Matt? Nothing? Nothing. Yeah, Chester's going to do the work for a while. I'm just going to sit up here in your office and wait. Wait for what? Well, when Chester spreads the word around that I'm dead, whoever wants me, that way he's going to make his play. He'll come right out of the open and do whatever he's got planned. Man, I'm going to give him a little surprise. Well, I don't know. Anything, Mr. Gillen. that's a wonderful idea. Now, why didn't I think of Get that? Get going, Chester. I'm kind of anxious to meet this man. Him and his gunman. Yes, sir, I'm good. Hey, one thing. Ain't the boys likely to run wild when they hear you ain't around to keep the lid on things? Yeah, they might. But we'll have to take a chance. Mm, all right, sir. I'll get started. You know, Matt, Chester's right for once. There's a lot of men in Dodge who are just waiting for an excuse like this. Well, if it gets too bad, Doc, I... I'll just have to come to life again. Times are getting
2: to be dark. Let me see. It's nearly midnight, Matt.
1: How long are you gonna wait up? Oh, until something happens, I guess. Chester, will let me know. Well, the town seems quiet enough so far. Maybe nothing's gonna happen. No, they didn't try to kill me just for the fun of it, though, Doc. No, I guess not, Matt. Nope. Answer it, Doc, after I get to the back room. Maybe it's a patient. I'll be holding a gun on it anyway. Uh, come Coming, coming. I'm coming. Uh, yeah. Kitty, what are you doing here at this time of night?
2: I might tell you if you ask me in, Doc. Of course, come in, come in, Kitty. Uh, where's the corpse? The, what? The body. I expected to find them all laid out. Oh, oh, you mean Matt. Oh,
1: you don't seem too upset about that corpse, Kitty.
2: Oh, I'm not. All that talk didn't fool me, Matt. It just didn't make sense. Chester running around telling everybody you'd been killed. No, why not? Oh, I know Chester too well. If you were dead, he wouldn't be acting like that. But most everybody else believes it, Matt. Oh, that's good. I don't know what you're up to, but I figure someone's been trying to kill you. Is right.
1: Yeah. Ambush, Kitty.
2: Well, that's not the way he's telling it.
1: Huh? Not the way who's telling it?
2: I never saw him before. But there's a man standing at the bar at the long branch bragging about outdrawing you.
1: You mean he's admitting that he killed me?
2: I kind of thought you'd like to know. Yeah, that's him, Matt.
1: This is what you've been waiting for. Is there anybody with him, Kitty?
2: No. He's alone, as far as I know. Anyway, you better come to life again, Matt. There's going to be trouble if you don't.
1: Well, maybe I better not wait any longer. I'd like to take that gunman's employer along with him, though.
2: You can find out who it is, Magnus, and beat it out of him.
1: Uh, you better come with me, Kitty, so you can point the man out, and you can take cover in case he wants to fight. Any huh? man who's coward enough to shoot you in the dark isn't going to face you now, Matt. Maybe not, Doc, but you never know.
2: fellow in
1: the black hat. He's kind of drunk. Okay, Kitty, you wait outside till you see how he's going to behave. Yeah, all
2: right,
3: Matt.
1: Good luck. Thanks. I'm Marshal Dillon, mister. Who are you? I'm Joe Rogers. I thought you were dead, Marshal. I understand you've been bragging about shooting me. Just talk, Marshal. I didn't mean nothing by it. I was just talking. Kind of dangerous talk, don't you think? Everybody said you was dead. But I was waiting for you to come out of your hole, Rogers. I don't like getting ambushed. Marshal, i never even seen you before. I didn't ambush you. All right, you. face the bar, Rogers, while I take your gun. Turn around. Sure. I ain't gonna try nothing. You got the wrong man, Marshal. All right, you can turn around again. I can't arrest a man just for talking. The jail's right across the street, Rogers. You lead the way. It was just talk, I tell you. I can't prove nothing. Get going. I swear I didn't try to kill you, Marshal. Yeah, just straight ahead, Rogers. And when we get there, you're going to do some more talking. I want to know who hired you. Nobody hired me. I ain't even got a job.
2: This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs>
1: Mr. Dillon, what are you doing out here? Who, who's this fellow? His name's Rogers, Chester. He's been bragging about shooting me. I was just having a little fun. I ain't no gunman. It doesn't take much of a gunman to try to ambush a man, Rogers. But I didn't do it, Marshal. I heard them talking about it, and I don't know why I started saying I'd done it. Mr. Dillon? What? Mr. Dillon, I was on my way up to the docks. I was coming to tell you something. Well? Well, I, I've been over to Lady gear I... I swear, I just don't understand. Well, just say it out, Chester. Well, there's a a fellow over there, and he's making his brags about shooting you, too. What? That's right. He's saying he out you and killed you. Of course, he's a little drunk. Yeah. Yeah, of course he is. So was Rogers here till I scared him sober. Sure, I've been drinking, Marshal. I wouldn't have talked like that if I'd been plumb sober. Here. Here's your gun, Rogers. You're turning me loose? Like you say, you're just a big talker. Yeah, but what about the fellow over the lady game? I don't even want to see him, Chester. You'll shut up fast enough when he hears I'm still around. All right, Rogers, you go on back to the bar. Unless the men in there laugh you right out of town. Yes, sir. I'm sure, sorry, I done it, Marshal. All right, get going. Sure, I'm huh? going. I don't know what's the matter with me, Chester. Not figuring this. I might have known there'd be at least a couple of drunks wanting the reputation of having killed me. Yes, sir. And now we're right back where we started from. Yeah. Hey, maybe that whiskey drummer was lying, too. Now, you're forgetting I got shot at, Chester. And there's a man somewhere in Dodge still waiting to kill me. <laughs> towns in America have a lot in common, and yet they're each one of a kind. Take, for example, Des Moines, Iowa. All through the state capital, it's progress that's happening here in the home of Better Homes and Gardens and Look Magazine. Never mind that the 7th Street Bridge is usually in repair. The New expressways and the airport on Fleur Drive place Des Moines only minutes or a few hours from all America. This means more leisure time for golf at Wakanda horseback riding along the Woodseat River trails on the south side, or boating and beaching at Gray's Lake near the New Holiday Inn. If you're culture conscious, the Des Moines Art Center in Greenwood Park has works by Goya and Rodin. And soon the new zoo will be open at Old Fort Des Moines. The college crowd from Drake University digs the Italian food at Babe's downtown. Others, without the pizza palate, prefer Johnny and Keith or Rocky. But if your hometown is Des Moines, you already know this. We only wanted to remind you, it's still there. why would you come in the back way, Chester? Oh, my, I almost forgot to give you this telegraph, Mr. Dillon. It's from Sheriff Tom Smith. Oh, what does it say? Well, I couldn't read it that close, but he's coming for his prisoner. He'll be here on the stage today, the way I... Today? Yeah, let me see that. Yeah. Ah. It must have got delayed somewhere along the line, yeah? Tom's due today, that's right, enough. Telegraph. You just can't count on these newfangled contraptions anymore. What time is it, Chester? Well, noon, I reckon. That stage ought to be here right now. Let's go see. All right. There it is. Must have pulled in just a minute ago. Look, passengers milling around like a bunch of kids. Yeah. Hey, look, yonder ain't that Tom Smith? Yeah, that's him. Well, who's that other fella? He looks kind of familiar to me. That's Wilbur Hawkins, Chester, you know. a little whiskey drummer. Yes, well, I, I've been wondering where he's been. Matt. Matt Dillon. Hello, Tom. Well, how are you, Matt? Good. Uh, Hello, Chester. Fine. Smith. Well, I'm sure glad that trip's over. Next time I'll come horseback. <laughs> the stage is easier when you're taking a prisoner back, though, Tom. I hope you still got him. I hate to make this trip for nothing. Now, uh, he's here anytime you want it. Say, where's Wilbur Hawkins going? Look at there. Ain't he even going to say hello? You know that little fella? Yeah, we know him. He told me he's staying at the Dodge house. Strangest talking man I ever run into. Oh, he means well, Tom. Maybe. But he tells some mighty crazy stories. Oh, what do you mean? Well, he said he heard a couple of men in a bar talking about me. He didn't know who they meant until I introduced myself on the stage and he recognized my name, and then he. Well, what are you looking like that Now, go Matt? ahead, Tom. Go ahead. We'll, what did Hawkins hear? Well, you said this one fellow was going to give the other fellow $300 to shoot me. Ain't that the darndest thing? It sure is. I don't know, Matt. There's a lot of men who'd like to kill me, but I don't believe they'd be standing around talking about it that way. I, I kind of think he made it all up. No, he didn't make it up, Tom. Not quite. Well, you know something about this? You mean someone is out to shoot me? Yeah. Ooh. Look, I'll tell you about it on the way over to the Dodge house. All right, you wait here, Chester, just in case he gets past us, huh? Okay, sir. He ain't gonna get past us. But what I can't figure, man, is why Hawkins would want to kill you and me. Doesn't make much sense, Tom. Now, well, here it is. Tom Smith and Matt Dillon, Hawkins.
3: What are you
1: doing here? We want to talk to you. Come on up and up, Hawkins. Get out of the way, Tom. He tried to kill us. Look, I can kick the door open with one foot. You cover me, huh? Right. I'll kill you! Matt. I tried not to. Hawkins.
2: I'm
1: hit. I'm going to die. I had to shoot, Hawkins. Now why did you want to kill us, Smith and me? A lot of people want to. I hear them saying... Nobody said anything. You made all that up, Hawkins. You took a shot at me last week, didn't you? Didn't you? I'm... Die. I can't kill anybody now. Why did you want to, Hawkins? Tell me. I killed other men. Important men. I told them about it first, and then I killed them. But why, Hawkins? I don't know. I had to. I, I had to. Ah, he's dead. Matt, what was he talking about? I don't know, Tom, but it doesn't matter much. I don't understand it. I never saw him before yesterday. Hawkins was a murderer, Tom, the kind that doesn't need any particular reason. Nobody will ever know why he did what he did. He was crazy, if you like. He sure was crazy. You think he's done a lot of killing, Matt? Yeah, probably. It's the most dangerous kind of man there is, Tom. A murderer with no reason at all. <laughs> Innocent-looking little whiskey drummer. regardless of what some people may have said about the political character of Elijah Cuddlestone, none could dispute his honest concern for his people. Here's how he put it. Now, since I first started, yeah, I say since politics became my life, my platform, yeah, I, mean, I mean the base for my platform has been, and I say this in all truthfulness, the base underlying my platform has always been what is good for my people. Well, he was, of course, not referring to his party's platform, but rather to his own platform, his personal set of principles. In French, plat means flat. So a platform is really a platform. Platform in our political vocabulary means a statement of principles and policies adopted generally by a party convention as a basis for the party's support. The term has been used since the 1800s. Political planks, of course, are used to build a political platform and refer to the party's stand on various public questions. <laughs> by Norman McDonald stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Featured in the cast were Marley Bear as Chester, Howard McNair as Doc, and Georgia Ellis as Kitty. George Walsh speaking. Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story on Gunsmoke.
0: This portion of the podcast is sponsored by the Christian Devotional and Prayer Journal for Women. Are you looking for a guided Christian devotional and undated journal to help you deepen your faith and prayer life? Well, look no further. The Women's Bible Study and Devotional is designed to help you explore the Bible in a meaningful way and to develop the habit of regular devotion and prayer. The guide provides scripture-based lessons and activities that will help you draw closer to God and gain an understanding of the Bible's teachings. You can get your copy from Amazon or you can see the link at the top of our show notes. The sun is setting on the Old West and the stories that have brought us together. As we ride off into the horizon, we are filled with nostalgia and a longing for days gone by. The characters and adventures and the lessons we have learned will stay with us forever. So long for now. Until we meet again, may the good old days of classic westerns never be forgotten.